0: Good morning everyone Let's stand up as we worship the Lord. Come on, put those hands together Let's sing this together, come on Waking up knowing there's a reason All my dreams come alive life is for living with you I made my decision Jesus, that's the cry of our hearts this morning. God, we lay all that we are down at your feet. God, we pray that you will reveal yourself to us here in this place today. God, you are worthy of all of our praise. morning He said hey amen. Are you excited to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Man, it's so good to see you. Why don't you step out from your seat and welcome somebody to church today.
1: Good morning, church family. Aren't you thankful for Jesus who changes everything? Man, I am so glad to be a part of the service this morning. So good to see you. If you're new to the church this morning, in front of you, there's what we call a connect card. And we'd love to just have an opportunity for you to connect with what God is doing here at the church. He's up to some incredible things as we launch this new year and all the great things that are happening. But if you take just a moment to fill that out in the next few minutes, um, when the offering buckets are passed, place that in there, we'll keep you up to date with all the great things that are happening. I might get some cookies, um, which cookies are always a good way to start any day. So anyway, uh, fill that out. We'd love to just connect with you. When we start Track, we have Track going for four weeks every month. It is the fastest way for you to go farther in your relationship here at the church and we want to take this church and make it your church so that's the way you do that they just keep on rolling through you can pick up at any time i know some of you may be type a and you're like i got to do growth track 101 got to do 101 Here's what you need to do. You need to get there, whatever week it is, get involved, get plugged in with what God is doing so this church can become your church and you can begin to just do what God has called you to do. So we are excited about that. We have child dedications coming up inside your bullets and you will see um, all the details for that. If you have a child you would like to get dedicated, um, you can get the details, sign up. We will celebrate what God has entrusted to you um, and just wanna celebrate all that God is doing in your family. Hello. Pastor Justin is also forming all the plans
2: for 2018 missions. If you want to go on one of those trips, how many of you are going? Come on. This will be great. Let him know. And uh, one more time, just a shout out to Pastor Justin for amazing leadership with Joyride 2017. You will hear us throughout this year ask you to give above your tide to neighbors and nations. And I want you to to understand what that's about. Let's start with the nations. We support over 70 missionaries around the world. And each month, the first thing we do with the offering is we take out 12,000 from the neighbors and nations offering and disperse it among the missionaries. The next thing is we do initiatives like human trafficking, Project Rescue, one of the best ministries helping people caught in human trafficking. It's primarily in India. It's awesome. We have committed $20,000 this year and Neighbors and Nations helps us to do that. This is Human Trafficking Month. Let's praise God that we are going to put up a fight and help a lot of young ladies get out of that. Let's come back home. When it comes to Neighbors, we do things like Joyride, Back to School Backpack, the October Blast, we call it Trunk or Treat. But next up is Night to Shine. We want you to help us. We want you to join the team and serve. We want you to give. It costs $60,000 to make Night the Shine happen. And it's the best money we could possibly spend. Amen? To show the love of Jesus to so many, it's going to be bigger than ever. And so I want to challenge you, encourage you in your stewardship. You went over and above in 2017. 2018 is going to be even better. As the ushers come today, I want you to pray with me and let's ask God to bless as we start this year in strong, faithful stewardship. Thank you, Jesus, for your awesome grace to us. Thank you for the opportunity to honor you with our resources. We bring the tithe, that's what your word says, and then we give above the tithe in offerings like neighbors and nations. I thank you for the spirit of generosity in this church. I pray that we will honor you in a way this year that will allow many, many people to be reached with the gospel. We pray this in your name, the Lord of the harvest. And everybody said, amen. God bless you as you give. continue to give, I want to give you another couple of announcements that are very exciting. Uh, The Rose District is where our downtown campus, where we have our school and our early learning center. It's amazing what's going on in that area of Broken Arrow. Formerly, we have had, well, up to date, we've had Small World Learning Center and then Summit Christian Academy. We have 180 children in the early learning center, 400 students in SCA. As we go forward, we've got such an opportunity to reach more people, we're going to sync up the name. And so going forward from today, Small World Learning Center becomes Summit Early Learning Center. We're excited about that. It's going to help us to uh, cast a clearer, more efficient vision. Dr. Lori Kelly is doing an amazing job Stand, Dr. Kelly. She's the director of Summit Early Learning Center. We love you. You're awesome. And I told you at the end of last year that we have a lot of growth happening in the church. And when you come in and use the hallway around the church, it kind of converges right back here and it gets very busy. And just imagine where our coffee bar is now. We want to renovate that space, enlarge that space so that it takes some of that traffic off the hallway, keeps things flowing well and serves you in the very best way. So I want to show you the rendering, and the project we're about the picture we're about to show you. This project starts immediately, because you were so faithful to give, so we can make it happen. So this is going to be the brand new coffee bar. Isn't that amazing? We'll give you another close-up picture. Kind of takes you inside. It's going to be excellent. It's going to be awesome. And thank you for giving to make it happen. God bless you. We had the strongest start to the freedom journey. After tonight, when these students, because here's the way it works, all of us started on Wednesday night, all the adults. On Thursday night, the young adults had their freedom journey first night. Tonight, all of these students have their first night in their, their small groups. Yes. I'll tell you what, I love to think about the future. I love to try to get a vision for the future. And spending so much time with these students, here's something that I've taken from you. My time with you and every Wednesday night, I get a front row seat to the future. And it couldn't be any better. We love all of these students. And they start tonight. And after tonight, we'll have 725 people taking the freedom journey. That's worthy of celebration. So good. We're excited about that. I want to ask all the table leaders, would you stand, please? These are the people that are making it happen all across this place. Look at this. Show them your love and appreciation. Thank you. As they're seated, and thank you to this amazing worship team. We love you. Thank you for leading us. They'll be right back in a few moments, and we're going to continue to worship the Lord. All of us in leadership of this journey want you to know there's no success or we can't fully realize all that the Lord wants unless we do what Paul challenges us to do in Philippians, and that is to let go of the past, take hold of the future, and find the powerful principle that he gives that empowers us to do both of those. How many of you uh, see that fuel gauge in your car and when it gets toward E, some of you are so good you never let it get below, you know, a quarter of a tank. I mean, you rush in, you kind of stay half full to full all the time. To all of you, I respect you and I need to be more like you. Is there anybody in the house that you have figured out when the gauge gets on E There's still a lot of driving yet to do. There's my people right there. And and you learn just how far under the E it can go before it's really time uh, to be considering a gas station. I want you to take the idea of that gas gauge and and think about a hope gauge. What I said to you last week is that if we have hope, we will believe that change is possible. And I think by the spirit of the room today and what was happening here on Wednesday night, which was a record attendance in our youth ministry, record attendance in children's ministry, and record attendance with adults, it says to me that we have hope that change is possible. Amen. Go ahead and praise the Lord because it's true. But if your hope gauge is more toward E or on E, then I pray today that the Holy Spirit will help you. One way we raise hope is just to confront the past. Why don't we settle our yesterdays? Why don't we say that from this day forward, we're going to live forward. Here's what Paul says in Philippians, if you will find chapter three. We'll begin our reading at verse 12. Not that I've already obtained all this. This is Paul talking about his heart for Jesus. Or have already arrived at my goal. His goal was this. Jesus found me on the Damascus road. Now I want to give myself to discovering all of the reason for which he apprehended me. And that's going to become a PowerPoint for us here in a moment. He says, "But I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me." Verse 13. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Let's back it up to verse 13 and see that powerful challenge forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. We all know that we can't live in the past, but we spend so much time thinking, considering, or reliving. What happened in the past? I can tell you as I'm on the verge of being 52, I can tell you that the more life happens, the more there is back there that you've got to let go. Can I get an amen on that? You know what it's like, and it's not easy. Things unfold, and you will stack up things that if allowed, they will preoccupy you to the point that they sabotage the future. Why don't we agree together that we're not going to let anything Sabotage the future God has for us. We're taking a freedom journey. And a freedom journey says, I'm going to settle my yesterdays. We all know what it's like. Maybe we all do. I do to turn the wrong way on a one-way. And when you turn at first, you think, What are all these people doing? They're going the wrong way. And you're like sticking your head on the one like, what are y'all doing? And you realize it's not them, it's you. That's what happens when you try to relive the past. The future's trying to happen, but you're going against it. And you're fighting it. I'm all about taking the lessons from the past, but we've got to be so strong against living in the past. An unreconciled past is one of the top three reasons that keeps us from all God has for us. It's impossible to experience what God has for me in the future if I'm still locked up, bound up, tied to the past. I say in the name of Jesus, we release the past. I say forgetting what is behind, let's go ahead to what God has in store for us in the future. And I'm just putting this in the atmosphere. I'm not asking you to take it as though it's easy. Matter of fact, it may be something that creates tension in you to even hear the idea of releasing it because it's so difficult, painful, hard. The pain, the fear that's created when you think of what has happened. How it's been a thief in so many ways in your life. But there is power in Jesus to help you and to heal you. Today, the chains fall. And fear will bow, and lives will be healed, and hope will be discovered because Jesus changes everything. When you get in your car to go home, you will notice the difference between the size of the rearview mirror and your front window. The rearview mirror is necessary, but it's small. You need to be able to reference where you've been. But there's no way that you can get where you're going if you only look in the rearview mirror. It would be disastrous. Can you imagine trying to drive home today only looking backwards? Apply that to trying to move forward in the future God has for you. It's impossible. If you are locked, preoccupied with the past, we want to take the lessons. That's the rearview mirror. But the huge windshield is the invitation of God to the future. Jeremiah says, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. And I am here to fight for that future because it's worth it and you deserve it. The past gets settled today. How do we do it? I mean think of these intersections in scripture. God calls Moses, Moses leads Israel out of Egypt, all of these people. They come to the Red Sea. And as bad as Egypt was, they consider going back. I mean they're saying things that none of us can believe. They said, "Hey Moses, we told you back in Egypt, You were bringing us out here because there wasn't room to bury us in Egypt. Now go back and read the story. They never said that. That's just how bizarre it gets when you are overcome with fear. How many of you know the choice to move on and release the past is not the only choice? You also have to make the choice for the preferred future. I mean, these people were considering a U-turn. And when Moses says, be still, the thought is, wait, God's about to move. Have you ever considered, he's saying, stop, don't go back. And they had to make a choice, not only to let go of the past, they had to make a choice that they would go forward. God comes to Joshua. He says, Joshua, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now you and all of these people. It's very interesting. And let me, I I gotta be more accurate with how God spoke to Moses. Here's what Joshua 1 says. After the death of Moses, God came to Joshua and said, Moses, my servant is dead. Now you and all these people need to go forward. If anyone was aware that Moses had died, it was Joshua. So why does God say, after the death of Moses, he says to Joshua, Moses, my servant, is dead? Because something was going on in the heart of Joshua. Joshua was going to have to release the past and make a choice to pursue the future that was in front of him. Think about Elisha. Elisha was a successful man. We find him one day, he is driving one of his 12 yoke of oxen, the other 11 are being driven by his employees, a very successful guy, but Elijah comes and says, I want you to follow me, and Elisha wanted to do that, but before he followed Elijah, it says that Elisha burned his plow, he he like killed all the oxen, and Put on a, a rib crib barbecue for the whole village. It was amazing. Brisket, Tanya Roar brisket, and ribs. It was amazing. And then he he took all of his equipment and he burned it because somehow he realized all of this. It's it's going to be part of my past, and it will serve as an anchor or an altar think today we ought to just kind of in our hearts stack up everything that's happened in the past turn it into an altar yield it to God and set it on fire don't burn bridges cuz you know if you burn bridges you're going to mess yourself up for something you need in the future i'm not talking about that which is to be part of your life but that which is sabotaging your future set it on fire by the power of the holy spirit turn it into ashes make an altar out of it burn it down and move on to the future that god has for you all right now i may be making this sound easy and i i want to get at the point of how because i think it's here and this is this is not an easy point but i believe it works we find paul in philippians 3 rehearsing His success and his failure. Saying, I want to forget what's behind and take hold of what's in front of me. He says, I want to be off and running and I don't want to turn back. And here's the key. He said, I'm going to press toward the goal. Not that I've obtained it. But I am setting my heart to apprehend that for which I was apprehended. Here's the point today. Put God first. First. If we will put God first, I think we discover the power to let go and to take hold. Think about the principle of first. The first of the Ten Commandments challenge us to make sure there's no other God before him. Matthew says, seek what? Seek first the kingdom of God. And his righteousness. And then everything else will be added. The first words of the Bible are in the beginning, God. And I know the application there is what God did at creation. But how about taking that as a mantra? In the beginning, God. In the beginning of my day. In the beginning of my week. Matter of fact, the freedom journey is a way to say at the beginning of this year... We're going to set our hearts to putting God first. Put God first. What happens if we put him first? I think we start experiencing power. Resolve. That is required to really move forward. Now we're getting at the heart of this. Because these issues of the past, they're strong. And they are they are full of volume to keep grabbing our attention and pulling our thoughts back. Imagine somebody ringing a huge traditional church bell. It begins to swing and all throughout the community it can be heard. Even after the person is, has finished pulling the rope, it has so much momentum that it remains to sound and the volume is just as loud. But over time, It slows down and the volume decreases. Ultimately, it's no longer heard. Forgetting is not remembering. Forgetting is, right now, the volume. It's as high as it can go. The pain, the shame, the guilt. But over time, because you've let it go, the volume decreases until... It goes silent. What we know about the brain is that the pain center of the brain is the same part of your brain that's affected when you're hurt emotionally. But the difference is this. When you get hurt physically, that pain goes away and two, two months, six months, a year down the way, you don't remember the pain. You remember that it hurt, but you don't experience it in the present because it's over. But emotional pain we now know that you can be six months removed from when you got hurt or six years removed. And if you have not been healed by the Holy Spirit, when you think of what happened to you or what you did, the pain can be just as real as the day it happened. That's why we will never be trivial when we say just drop it, just let it go. Because if you... If you've never been hurt significantly by something in your past, you have no idea how hard it is because somebody can say, well, it happened 10 years ago. But for them, the pain is as real today as it was 10 years ago. Only the Holy Spirit has the power to deal with past hurts. But he can do it. He can do it today. And what happens when you get hurt, you tend to Struggle with your concept of God. The enemy has his way. You'll back off from your spiritual devotion, and the Lord will no longer be first. And when that happens, we're removing ourselves from the very presence and power that helps us to let go and take hold. So I challenge you today to put God first. The first of your day, the first of your week the first of this year. Take the journey. If you're not on the journey, start this Wednesday. We want you in. Young people, be there tonight. Think even of how God tries to communicate this principle when it comes to our money. When we say the word tithe, we think about 10% and we think about finance. God thinks about lordship. He's saying this is just one more way to show that I'm first. First. Because God doesn't need our money. He wants to know that he's first. And we ought to put some teeth into this because the Bible certainly does. God is God and he can't be anything but first. Get that in your heart. That's why through John to the church that left its first love, the Holy Spirit challenged him and said, look, this has to change. Because God can only occupy the first place. Peter says he wants to be set apart as the Lord. And I'm saying if you'll pursue him and seek first the kingdom of God, that's where you find the power. I I said to the students on Wednesday night, I asked them, I said, have you ever heard of the hokey pokey? And I said, you put your, you put your, you put your right And you you do and you that's I said we we have to confront a Christian hokey pokey where on a Sunday we put our right foot in and we worship and we think about Jesus and we think we listen to the scripture but when we leave here We take our right foot out, and we don't consider him. He's not first. And there's no way to get beyond the past and take hold of the future if we're just dabbing in and dabbing out. If we're not devoted, there's all the power you need to be free from any addiction. But you can't get a Jesus shot. Like a flu shot. You get a flu shot and they give you a little bit of the flu so that when the full virus comes around to attack you you can fight against it. We can't give you a little bit of Jesus so that when all the temptation and the threat and pain of the past come to attack you that somehow you have a resistance. It's got to be wholehearted devotion. Put him first. I know that there are people in this room and you struggle with life-controlling habits. If I was to come to your house and sit down with you, I would tell you what I would tell my brother. Today is my brother's birthday. He would be 54 years old. But when he was 41, he died. It was tragic because it was all the result of an addiction. Pinnacle of success, beautiful family. But see, Satan and these vices they play for keeps if I could talk to my brother today and he was in that situation I would start with Philippians 3 and I'd say to my my brother his name is Phil I'd say Phil is there anything in your past that you've not resolved is there anything that has happened to you that's, that's caused your heart to go dark Is there something that you've done that you've not received the forgiveness of the Lord for? Is this a reaction of of pain? You're just trying to self-medicate? Or in some cases, did sin just look that good? And like the Bible says, the person who sins becomes a slave to sin. I'd start. Say, Phil, is there anything in the past that you need to reconcile? Reconcile. And then I'd say, let's play this out. Look at the future. You're 41. You've got so much life in front of you. You have a family. It's worth it. And I know that in his right mind, he'd say, I get it, I agree. But how? And I'd say, you have to put God first you're not going to go to a treatment center which he did twice outpatient and then in-house treatment for 60 days he said there's no there, there's no place that can help you if god's not first if god's first then that becomes a resource that the holy spirit's going to use if you put god first You're going to hold yourself accountable to the Lord and his grace. You're going to find accountability around you. You're going to be about the solution side. You've cut a groove in your mind and now your body and your emotions, you've wired yourself to want this, to have to have it, to do anything to get it. At the expense of everything else. But you can be transformed. But that transformation can't happen unless Jesus is first. If he's first and you seek him first, then everything you need will be added. There is no limit or shortage to the power of God. But I don't have that chance today. We don't get to celebrate its 54th birthday. You're here, and you have an opportunity to realize that the person who sins becomes a slave to sin, and that the enemy plays for keeps. And he would love to take you down and to rip through the hearts of everybody that knows you and loves you, but that doesn't have to happen. You get life messages because you live life. And one of my life messages is that you can be free. It's the reason that this journey has more passion coming from my heart than any other. Because I'm fighting for my brother. I'm fighting for the freedom of those who still have the potential to receive it and know it. I'm fighting for what it will be like for you. 13 years from now celebrating your birthday enjoying your family enjoying the success of the job that you have and being so thankful that you found freedom in Jesus I'm fighting for that today I'm fighting for all the blessings of God that will come your way and all of the pain that can be avoided if today you will surrender and say I put him first I'm not saying happens in a moment I'm saying we're gonna take a journey but the journey can't be successful unless you say I put Jesus first I'm not gonna try to figure this out I'm not I can't save myself my brother had extraordinary willpower he ran marathons he was very disciplined and he said to me Ron if willpower could make me free I would have already been free what was he saying he was saying this is stronger than me. I get it. I get it. I don't condemn you today. If you've opened your life to something and now it's dominating, I get it. Here's what I call it. A stronghold. And I'm telling you by the power of the word that there's something that is stronger than the stronghold. That has exalted itself in your heart. And you think there's no, there's no deliverance and there's no recovery. But I'm telling you. There is something that will exalt itself higher and smash that stronghold and begin to set you free where you can take every thought captive and make it obedient to the Word. You've listened to the liar. You've listened to the deception. And we all have done it at certain levels. And now you find yourself saying, "It's not worth it? And now I'm stuck. Now I'm addicted. Well, today is a day for the turnaround to start today is the day for victory to start overcoming the defeat today is the day where the power of god's mercy begins to make you free there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in christ jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit for the law of the spirit of life in christ jesus makes you free from the law of sin and death, He that the Son sets free is free indeed. For Jesus came to give life and give it to the full. Come on and step in to the freedom. Step one, put Jesus first. Standing with me, everybody. With your eyes closed, if you say, Ron, you're talking to me. I need to let go of the past and take hold of the future. I need to put God first. Would you raise your hand right now? You know who you are. That's it. Come on. You know who you are. You know who you are. I come with the word of the Lord today. Chains fall today. The fear, whatever it is that's fueling that that drive toward the self-medication, it must bow. Lives are going to be healed in Jesus' name. As we began to declare this if you raised your hand or you should have raised your hand immediately quickly come to the altar let's go change, fall,
0: fear,
2: bow, come on let's here, praise god for these people bow, that are going to find freedom Jesus, today
0: Lives guilt, hope, You change everything, changed fall, fear, and bow, fear, and bow. Jesus, you change everything, alive, chill, hold, frown. That's it. Come if
2: you need to be here. The Lord's going to do it.
0: Jesus you change everything life heal oh, found heal
2: now we'll sing it one more time
0: Jesus you change you can come today
2: A praise today if you believe it all right the spirit of god is here and he's about to bring these strongholds down but i just want to ask if, if you recognize any stronghold in your life please give us the privilege of praying for you please give us the privilege of fighting with you and for you come on if you need to be here i, I want to wait just a moment i don't want to miss one person you say i should be there I know that tension that comes in a moment like this. Praise God. Thank you. Let's clap it up for this young man. Anyone else? Come on up. Come on up. You know who you are. You know who you are. Let us help you today. Anybody else? Anybody else? God bless you. We praise God and celebrate your courage, your surrender. Anyone else? Come on. This is the freedom journey right now. You feel it, don't you? God's about to do it. God's about to do a mighty personal work. Anyone else? God bless you. Come on up. Come on up. Yes. Someone else? God bless you. Come on up. Don't stand there. I know how this is. It doesn't matter how long you've gone to church. Man, we, we don't need to hide behind some inauthentic Sunday smile. Let's get real. The future's too great to let something take you out. Come on up today if you need prayer. Come on up. And prayer team members, you're coming. We need your help today. No one fights alone. No one fights alone. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus. All right, let's let's do the work now. Let's Let's pray. And we're going to pray in the name of Jesus. And I want to tell you that the weapons of our spiritual battle, they're not carnal. They're mighty. We're calling on resources today that are supernatural. that are They're greater than the power of any addiction, whatever that is. Whatever you're, you're on, whatever you're drawn to, the weapons that we now fight with are mightier than that attraction, mightier than that addiction. They're mighty through God. And today, in the name of Jesus, these strongholds come down. You've got, you, There's freedom for you. I, I'm, I sense the battle in my heart, and you're about to win it. So, Lord, we come to you in the name that is above every name. All power is in your name. All power. And the first thing we do is confess our sins and ask you to forgive us of our sins. We repent. We acknowledge we need a course correction. We give ourselves to you by taking this journey. We declare that now you are first where we have loved something more than you or someone more than you we change that we make a choice today to put you first to establish you as the leader, as the Lord and Lord I believe that there is now the help of the Holy Spirit and the release of your power to let some things go to settle the The issues of yesterday, I pray for everyone here who needs to reconcile the past. May they forgive right now in Jesus' name. And in so doing, they set themselves free. It's over. It's done with. They release it. And now turn them to a hope-filled future, a purpose-filled future. A future where you have good plans. And in Jesus' name, those days are going to unfold as blessed days. I say, over everyone here, they will soar with the wings of an eagle. They're going to the next level. They will run and not be weary. They will have the stamina to get through the stronghold and the attraction, the pull of the sin that has enticed them. I pray over them right now, they will walk in a stabilized blessing. The power to be consistent in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Lord, I believe that when we establish you as the Lord, then it releases all of who you are in who we are. And that's where we discover the power that is greater. Than sin, Jesus. We love you, and we thank you for loving us. We thank you that you forgive us of all of our sins. We thank you that you give us a fresh start. You first loved us, and now we put you first, and we're going to live in the future just pursuing that for which you pursued us to apprehend that for which we've been apprehended, to realize that in you is everything we've looked for and we thought sin would provide it. We were deceived into thinking that that was the answer, that was the remedy, that would be the fulfillment. We see now, Lord, it's in you. And we'll not let anything take the place of what your love and a relationship with you can do. We're given to you. We will pursue you. We're off and running, and we will not turn back. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. There's a spirit of victory in this place, a spirit of victory. Some of you have been underneath the oppressive defeat of the enemy so long. You're free today. And he that the sun sets free is free indeed. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. You sense it in your heart. Hallelujah. I just want to ask everybody in this place, from the front to the back, we're going to declare this again with hands lifted. As we lift our voice, just imagine the freedom of the Holy Spirit throughout this place, throughout every heart, throughout every home. Come on, think about how different the future is going to be because Jesus has brought freedom today. Let's declare it. Chains fall.
0: You change everything, life's here. Hope found here now. Jesus, that's it. With all
2: of your heart.
0: Change for
2: way we're going to dismiss today is for you begin to turn to each other and say we're going to walk this out together our future is full of freedom it has God's best for us encourage one another in the Lord I love you so much if you want to take this journey you can sign up you need to sign up today so we can prepare it will change your life I love
0: you God bless you